Hello, and welcome to our Parallel Paths, a future for my loved one with a disability and for me. My name is Dr. Gerilyn Arango-Dealy, Jerry, and I'm your host for this podcast series about just what the title says, the parallel paths of family members, certainly parents, sometimes siblings as parents age or pass on, and their loved ones with intellectual disabilities. I am a parent myself, and I have some questions. On our parallel paths, we talk about creating a promising future for the quote-unquote child with an intellectual disability who's now an adult, and a promising future for ourselves as our role as parent, family member, caregiver evolves alongside them. Because there's more than one path, more than one future to talk about, and that's why we're here. Some remarkable people share their stories on our parallel paths. I'll be listening with you. And I may have some follow-up questions for our guests, too. Our guest today is Darcy Elks, who's going to be sharing on the emotions, the struggles, the exhaustion that's so often part of our parallel path. Darcy is a parent. She's an educator. She's an advocate whose work is about encouraging attitudes and structures that promote social value and inclusion for people with disabilities and other people traditionally devalued and excluded. Darcy's work is about communities where all are welcome and free to use our gifts for the good of one another. Well, I was at a conference several years back where I was telling one of the hosts about my own hopes and visions for my son and for creating an initiative at the college where I was working. And he said to me, oh, you have to meet Darcy. And so I did. And I'm so glad I did. Hi, Darcy. <laughs> Hi, Jerry. Hi. So tell us about, talk to us about your topic choice for today. And, and why you chose it, because it's an important one to acknowledge those emotions and struggles and exhaustion, but it's sometimes really difficult to admit to ourselves and other people. Sure, I'd be happy to. I, you gave me a list of things to look at and um, possible topics, and this topic really resonated with me because right now we're going through a period as Mary is now an adult and thinking about her future and she has ideas and dreams. And so it's very much on my mind what the future will hold for my daughter. And I find that, uh, you know, that brings some fear, brings anxiety. And so I think that's why this topic really uh, spoke to me. Mm -hmm. And when I was thinking about what to say in the podcast, I thought, I just, you know, give an overall view of our, our vision and some of the hard times and what we've learned. So our vision as a family from the time Mary was um, newly born is that Mary would have a very full life, that she would be fully included as a valued member of her community, whether that be the school community, the work community, our neighborhood, and so forth. And she would be so included that she would be missed if she wasn't there. Ooh, I like that. And missed if she wasn't there. Yeah. So that has actually been the path that Mary has been on all through school and into adulthood. And we've had wonderful times amazing things have happened that have been so hopeful and so encouraging, not only for our daughter, but to see how our daughter's presence and involvement has really challenged people, opened up minds, even changed minds. I love that. But there, but there have also been, you know, some pretty hard times. 
And mm -hmm. as I was preparing for this, I was going through chronologically, starting with school and preschool was fabulous, um, very accepting and wonderful. First grade uh, was a bit of a challenge. The, the school wanted Mary to go not to our neighborhood school, but to a different school to be in a special education class. But we convinced them that Mary needed to be in her neighborhood school where her brother and sister would be going to school and that, you know, she would bring a lot to the to the school. So they did. They gave her a first grade teacher they thought would be perfect. Ended up that the first grade teacher, although she was really nice, she'd been teaching for years. This was brand new to her, the idea of really including somebody with an intellectual disability in the classroom. And so um, you can imagine how our hearts sank when we were allowed to visit and we walked into the classroom and they were having a reading circle and all of the children were sitting up front with the teacher, except for Aww. our daughter who was sitting in the back with the aide. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty hard year and quite an introduction to the school system. However, second and third grade were actually, again, quite good, you know, depending upon the teacher. Fourth grade it was really, really difficult. It was a year of total anxiety. And we just never knew what was going on. The teacher really, you know, did not want Mary there. The principal wouldn't change the class. Anyway, I offered to Mary that year. I said, honey, would you like to stay home? We could homeschool, do school at home. Okay. And she said, no, Ooh. going to school. Okay, Mary. It <laughs> was an amazing moment for me. And then, you know, things fifth grade was great. Sixth grade was great. Middle school wasn't too bad. You know, middle school is hard for everybody. It was mm -hmm. good, good for Mary. Okay. Um, we're, we worked well with the principal and the, and the teachers. And, and then Mary hit high school. And Mary went into high school with a number of friends, which was really exciting. And one best friend that mm -hmm. she had in middle school. Okay. Grade nine was pretty hard because when the, like the school said they would include Mary, and they did, but it wasn't really full inclusion. So they still were sidelining her, trying to put her in, in special classes. This wonderful friendship that she had with, um, you know, her friend from middle school, they tried to make it into a relationship program. <laughs> a relationship program? They friendship? Wanted, <laughs> yeah. They wanted Mary and and uh, her friend to join this relationship program they had. Uh -huh. I'll never right. forget the day they called and they said, oh, we have to do a, um, we want to do a behavioral functional analysis uh, of your daughter's behavior in the hallways. I was thinking, wow, look, this isn't so unusual. <laughs> what she's doing? What's she doing in the hallways? <laughs> well, it turned out she was walking faster than her aid to lose her aid. <laughs> Go Mary. Sorry. <laughs> go Mary, but no. <laughs> she also arrived in class and before her aide got there. So, you know, I like we talked common sense with them and they did understand, but it was a challenging time. And really things that whole year was really difficult. And my husband and I are pretty uh, skilled in advocacy, but no matter what we did, we just couldn't seem to you know, help them to understand or embrace the mindset of full inclusion. 
And I remember that year just feeling so down. It was really difficult. Every day that Mary went into school was kind of like fourth grade. You know, we just never knew what was going to happen. And I remember I was washing the dishes. I was getting weaker and weaker and lower and lower. Uh I was washing the dishes one night. And as the water, I pulled up the stopper and the water it was draining down the drain. I said, that is what I feel like. I feel like I'm just going down the drain emotionally. Uh And it was a real moment for me. I haven't had many of these in my life. And I said, am I going to just go down that drain or am I going to stop that Mm -hmm. and take a different direction? And at that moment, I thought we are going back to the vision for Mary. We had always had a written vision. Right. And I went back and I reread the vision. And part of the vision was that Mary would work. And at this point, she was 15. And so I said to myself, we've tried to do everything we can. We don't, we can't change what's happening now in school, but we can focus on another area. And that's when Mary got her first job at a neighborhood DVD rental store. There you go. And got her first paycheck. Nice. And we changed high schools and school got a lot better. Mary ended up going to Westchester University as a non-matriculated student Mm -hmm. for four years. That's a story in itself because it wasn't like there was an initiative there. You just kind of said, hey, Mary would like to go to college. We did. <laughs> <That's guts. laughs> we, were, we were so determined. And the, the school district ended up paying too, taking the money that they get until she turned 21 or through age 21. So right. they paid for, for tuition and books for, for three years. All right. Um, and we were able to also get some funding where we could hire support. So we hired a grad student. Wonderful, Perfect. social. Uh grad student who provided (laughs) support i will tell you that i was oh we were so excited about this but that was also a time of a little bit of anxiety and fear you know like sure i forget the time that mary got lost while she was on the bus going to university Uh and she had a cell phone of course and she called us but she was so anxious she dropped it on the floor and then she of the bus you could hear it clunk and then we heard nothing from her oh geez the mind goes where's the mind go then you know oh my gosh and, and, you know because we we live in a we live in a smaller place so it wasn't mm-hmm. like in philly or something but i i didn't know where she was for a while right. yeah. that and it oh turned out to, it turned out to be just fine <laughs> what's really, not at the moment but at the moment <laughs> it was really, it was really hard, um, and there were other things, of course, with the university that mm-hmm. were quite a challenge to us. And you know, she she participated in all kinds of social activities and going out with friends at night, and you know, so it was it was good. It helped us grow. I would say okay. that period we really grew a lot and learned a lot about our daughter. And then as an adult. You know, things have been pretty good. She's, she's, Mary has been working. There are just a few times that stick out in my mind. One was when she got very sick and had to be hospitalized and she's a really healthy woman. So Mm -hmm. that was, oh, that was really hard to see her in the hospital. Um, 
a good thing that happened is she went on vacation to Puerto Rico. With, <laughs> yeah, with a couple of people. So that was, <laughs> it was a big leap for us, but we were, of course, were delighted. Yeah. So I think all the way along the journey, good things have happened that have been wonderful that we really wanted mm -hmm. for our daughter at the same time. And we're like, is she going to be okay? <laughs> be all right. Yeah. But, yeah. But you, but I mean, kudos to you for saying, you know what, we're going to ask that question and we're not going to stay no, say no. We're not going to just say, oh, no, 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 she couldn't possibly. It's like, you know what, maybe this won't work, but maybe it will. And you gave her that, that benefit of the doubt, that dignity of risk, you know, kudos to you. Yeah, well, well thank you. <laughs> For the gray hairs on the head, we won't talk about that, but you know. And I think my daughter can be forceful at times too. She, she's pretty determined, I would say. She's uh -huh. a determined woman. So that helped us. Okay, I also think now, right now, the future, thinking about the future, trying to get everything written down. Mary's siblings have their own life right now. They're all brothers raising children another one another sibling is you know trying lots of things trying to figure out what to do in life and you know we're getting older and so we can't is not the only item on the menu there's always this constellation of stuff going on you know yes which is exhausting enough <laughs> and and thinking right and you're so right jerry we're thinking about ourselves mm -hmm. sure and of course thinking about when we are no longer here, the vulnerability of our daughter is really hard. We rejoice, we celebrate all the things that you know Mary's doing and has done. That still hovers over us. At least me. My yeah. husband doesn't talk about it much. I'm more out there. Visibly hovering. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'm I'm like not hovering, but that it's just so what's hovering over me is always thinking about what happens when we are gone. That's mm -hmm. always with me. And I believe that from the moment your child comes into your life, spoken or not, oftentimes it's unspoken. That's a fear we all live with as families. Mm -hmm. What happens when I'm no longer here? Yeah. Okay. So I just, I thought I'd share a few things that I've learned as a result of yeah. our journey so far. Please. One is what you pointed out. Calculated risk taking is good. Yeah. I love the phrase, a ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are for. Yeah. You know, it's a great way to put it. Isn't that great? Yeah. Because it could, it could work just as easily as it couldn't, you know, and if it doesn't work, we'll figure out the next steps. Or you just kind of never let a person out of your sight and both of you suffer, you know, anyway, yeah. never me, go on. <laughs> it was, it was worth it. And I have to say with our other two kids, it was pretty much the same, you know, it was nerve wracking when they mm -hmm. went out yeah. and did things and boy, so, you know, they pushed the norms a lot. So, yeah. so calculated risk taking, I think has been good for us as well as for Mary. What has really worked, we've learned over the years, is doing, you know, really helping Mary to have access to do what her peers do mm -hmm. with appropriate supports in the most natural way possible. Mm -hmm. And that has been a guiding principle for us. And I think it's worked well. Mary's always been surrounded by lots of peers, and that, that has, been, mm -hmm. has been really wonderful. And I think she's changed some people's thinking. 
and opened their thinking up. Just by being there in some ways, you know, the yeah, fact that you are there as opposed to where that people think you're supposed to be. It's like, no, why, why wouldn't you be here? You know, I think about Nick working at Lowe's and it's like, you know what? Lowe's was open to a person who came with a job coach and all that, but he's, he's bringing something too. you know, there he's, they're getting an employee and he's getting an experience. So it's like, but he's here where he should be a mile from his house where you can get a ride, you know, to yeah. work and a place where, you know, on every holiday, they barbecue for anybody who works the holiday, you know, like just these typical, wonderful things. That's, and a paycheck. Not and a paycheck. paycheck. Yeah. A paycheck, right? A paycheck. Yeah. yeah like, and he likes to spend money. So. Well, there's so much learning. I think that would be another great topic in and of itself. The learning of others. Uh, Mary's yeah. not working in the theater and she has mostly natural supports and it has been, I mean, it has just been wonderful. And I yes. think uh, they just never, people are really open, but mm -hmm. it never occurred to them. Like you're mm -hmm. saying that yeah. someone with an intellectual disability would be, would be working. What there. surprises me sometimes is that sometimes the people who have the most, you know, questions or doubts or like, how could that be, can evolve into a person who's really good support. We've seen that happen too, you know, where. Yeah. This person was like, what's going on here? And then they're like, oh, and they have their little aha moment. And you've got yourself a friend or an advocate or a natural support. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But you got to be there. <laughs> you've got to be there. <laughs> also, also, I think what I have learned is Mary is strong and resilient. And I need to mm -hmm. remember that lesson. Mary has come through the tough times really better than I have. Mary's strong. All right. She's resilient. And I'm coming to grips with, after all these years, the best laid plans. <laughs> Still, there's no guarantee. Okay. <laughs> but I don't stress as much over that anymore because I have learned when I was reflecting in preparation for this conversation, things will be okay. They will be okay. Yeah. Even when there's tough times, yeah. Mary can get through them. Yeah. So okay it may not look the same way that we thought it would look, but it's like, well, this okay works too. Yeah. You know, just because be my a... master plan didn't work doesn't mean that there isn't a good plan out there too. Right. And when I'm not here, mm. that's the big thing. I'm thinking mm -hmm. about it also in relationship to that. When I'm mm -hmm. not here, I have learned that my daughter's strong and resilient. Mm -hmm. Things will be okay. She will, she will manage it in her way of managing okay. Okay. the hard times. And so that uh, has been really helpful to keep remembering and reflecting on her journey. Mm -hmm. And Do you journal at all or write anything down? I started doing that a little bit. You know, I've tried that several times. I'm not too good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one isn't going to be some beautiful paper notebook full of stuff that would be a, something to hand down. Mine's a Google Doc. There's nothing flowy about it, but it's like, it helps me when I look back. It's like, oh, oh, and it's a couple sentences. So I just always wonder if people like, keep any kind of journal. I'm a journaly girl. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. So I guess for me, I think part of this is you're talking about our parallel visions. A lot of our vision Honestly, my husband and I has have been raising our children for ourselves. That's that's pretty much what I think happens when mm -hmm. you have kids, right? Mm -hmm. 
raising our kids. And then now we have grandchildren, which is also really exciting. Mm -hmm. So our vision for ourselves, you know, we're really thinking about the future and we're not okay. clear for ourselves either, but clearly are through the child raising part of our uh -huh. lives. Okay. We just enjoy the grandchildren. Yeah. And we, just as Mary is really thinking about, you know, moving, she's wanted to move into her own place. It's hard to achieve, but we continue to work on it. It's the same thing for us. Are we going to move? So our parallel visions they've kind of now come together <laughs> in terms okay. of where we are in our life. Mm -hmm. And there will be, you know, probably some pretty big changes coming. And I guess the other thing I know you, you do ask is what do we do? What do you've asked all the other folks that, what do you do to take care of yourself? So I did. Yeah. Cause that's what I was going to ask you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> One is to remember what I shared you know, the different lessons I've learned. I try to keep, remember those. I do have those written down, Jerry. I, uh -huh. I try to remember those lessons because they're, they're encouraging to me. Being in contact with other people is really important for me. Really other families. Yes, I agree. I just have learned so much from the beginning of Mary's journey. Mm. I have learned so much from families and have gotten so much encouragement and then other people so i have friends who you know don't have family members with disabilities and I, they're very close and i'm i'm sure everybody does and they've gotten pulled in and they're uh -huh. they're a part of the people in my life who i know who to go to when i'm when yeah. i'm feeling upset i have like you got your little contact. tribe going, your little community of, of people with like a reciprocal support. Yeah, I, it's vital for yeah. me. And then lastly, I, this occurred to me as I was thinking about this podcast to take care of myself. I think I really, especially now, need to just relax and enjoy my daughter. I'm always thinking about the future, getting everything set for the future, you know? It's like this lovely human being that you're fond of kind of thing. <laughs> No, we, Mary and I, the other day, we went out to lunch. She said, Mom, I'll buy you lunch. And we went out and we had such a good time. I thought, she's such a wonderful woman. And I I know I think that, but I sometimes overlook it in this effort to kind of arrange everything, you know, for for after I'm not here. And so I, I like my daughter. Yeah, it, well, it occurred to me, sometimes I feel like, because I'm so concerned about Mm -hmm. what happens after we die that i'm making her into a project uh -huh. i have uh -huh. to do this i have to do this and then i have to do this and then i have to do this and i know i have to write more things down and i know which is good that's all good mm -hmm. to be doing but she's not a project <laughs> i'm just enjoying her that's really so, that sounds don't like trivialize that that's huge because i think there's some truth to that it's like you know this is my my son or daughter incorporated you know that i have to micromanage all these things and it's like oh i forgot i i rather like my child <laughs> you know and that i enjoy their sense of humor and i enjoy the moments that we have together that we do something that we like to do that's it's real because you know even when i i think our, our kids any kid gets to that point of parent as like please get away from me that does evolve back to i enjoy being with you mom dad whatever so that's natural. <laughs> we try to forget because we have so much coming of this other layer of stuff that we have to think about. 
you know, mm-hmm. but it's but not to lose sight of that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you pretty much ticked off so many of the boxes that I would be asking you because I really was thinking what, what else brings you strength as you go along as on the, on the path? Well, I have to say, uh, I do believe in God and I, that is a bedrock mm-hmm. of my life, um, mm-hmm. faith. And so I have to say that that relationship with God really has, you know, given me strength all all the way, all the way along. So, okay. yeah, that, yeah, that gives me. And something that you share with your children as well, however they choose to incorporate it, is something that we give our kids, if that's something that we choose to give our kids. I know I do. Is there anything that you wish that you had known before all of this? Well, there are always things that you wish you, you knew. It's hard for me to identify. I was very fortunate. Mary came into our lives when I was a little bit older, like established in a career. I'd had an opportunity to learn from some amazing teachers, Dr. Wolfensberger and Doug Bicklin, and these are people who were very very influential a number of years ago. I'm sure I could think of something, but off the top of my head, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I, I will tell you one thing, when I, when Mary was 18 months old, and I was doing some work in Canada, that's where I learned about inclusive post-secondary education. They had started inclusive post-secondary education, and I met kids who were going to college and university, and their parents, and I actually was asked to do an evaluation of the very first initiative. Wow. In that opportunity. I feel like I've been so blessed all the way along. I, that stuck with me for the rest of my life, hearing those families, <laughs> meeting those kids, you know, and really getting a look at the possibilities. I mean, that was focused on college and university, but mm-hmm. for me, it expanded my thinking so much of the many possibilities that would be available. The possibilities, you know, I, I mean, I got that from very early on, we used to go to the early intervention conferences and we'd hear people talk about vision and we'd hear people talk about things that were, you know, he's two, that's him over there. He's two, you know, (laughs) and I'm, this is what I'm thinking about, but it was, it was really good to get started thinking about this stuff early. And I always kind of think about and, and wonder about and worry a little bit about the persons who didn't get those early messages and what messages did they get? Are they getting? And, you know, I'm hoping that this podcast can catch people as they are in entering into this phase and saying, well, you know what? Dream big, you know, collaborate, share, learn. And it's never too late, you know, to, to, to create a vision that's big. And so are there any resources that you would say, hey, you should check out this or read that or any names that you would say, hey, this is a person whose work you might, a listener might want to look up or read about? Um, I, I do think it, reading, knowing Dr. Wolfensberger's ideas about social role valorization were very, very helpful. And indeed, in Pennsylvania, his ideas were influential in coming up with the everyday lives uh, concept. Mm-hmm. Years yes. ago, so 
there is a website, it's wolfwolfensberger.com. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that I would, I would recommend, I think, for anybody who's thinking about transition to just learn a little bit about inclusive post-secondary education, you can go to thinkcollege.net. Mm -hmm. And we also have a website here in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Inclusive Higher Education Consortium mm -hmm. would be PIHEC. PIHEC, yeah. Uh, those are some places that you could you could look. I think the Pennsylvania Family Advisor Network is another place to take mm -hmm. a look. They can, you know, help you with planning and, you know, vision. And there are a number of workshops there that are offered online this is all online work now so that are quite accessible and interesting topics like healthy relationships mm -hmm. and cool information about waiver what it is and mm -hmm. what are the possibilities with it information on using the life course tools to plan mm -hmm. which are very practical person-centered planning mm -hmm. kinds of tools i think those tools can be used for anyone i mean if i could sit down and write them for myself as a way of saying, you know what, how do I keep going? You know, who am I in all of this? So yeah, that's, those are, first of all, aesthetically very pretty tools that are really yummy for, you know, working with your loved one and even with yourself, just to kind of get yourself kind of acclimated to what, you know, where am I in this? Because if I'm strong, I can help someone else be strong, but I have to be strong, you know? It's a really good point. That's what I like about Life Course. It's really, it's manageable. It's a nice format. Um, and it's for all. For all, yeah. Everybody can can use it, you know. So, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know people who've used it for retirement. I've used it as well to problem solve some things that, you know, we were some issues that we were experiencing. So I agree with you. Yeah. So, because we, we do have to, keep ourselves on the list it's not selfish you know in some ways it's almost a little selfless and to, to be able to say look if i'm i gotta be i gotta stay strong mm -hmm. and so i wish you that i wish myself that what's next for you and mary any summer plans any anything going on well mary loves to go out and do things without me <laughs> there you go because <laughs> that's how it goes <laughs> so we we Mary does have a support worker who she was very involved in the the making the ad and doing the interviewing and hiring. And they have very similar interests. So they oh. go to, you know, concerts and plays and drag shows and like, you know, they're into the arts. Let <laughs> I me guess. just say that. A, like wide, a wide variety <laughs> of arts. And right. I think every year Mary goes to the beach for a vacation with some friends and uh, her support worker goes as well. They're like mutual friends that they have. Nice. And so I know she's looking forward to that. For me this summer, I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's what I'm finding is where we all kind of go, oh, me? Right, right, me, right. And that's, I think that's part of my little podcast mission is like, yeah, it, we're so accustomed to thinking that, that it's, it would be kind of, how, how, how could I put myself, even as a parent at all, like, this is what matters. And, and I'm, I'm over here. And it's like, well, no, no, not quite. But it's, and it's not selfish. So it's just <laughs> hard. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you stopped by. 
And thank you. Is there anything else that I forgot that you'd like to add as we close? I don't think so. It's mm-hmm. been a pleasure to be here and thank you for doing this podcast. I think it's just a really helpful podcast. I listened to the previous ones you've done and really enjoyed them. So. Oh, great. Thank you, great. thank you. Thank you, Darcy, for taking time to share your story. And it's good to see you. Really good to see you, even if it's just on Zoom. And but listeners too, thank you for joining me on our parallel paths today. I hope you'll take a moment to rate the podcast, to subscribe to the podcast. And I really hope that you'll return to listen and learn from more stories of people like you and me and our loved one with a disability on our parallel paths. So see you next time.